0: The food Founders interview today. I'm joined by two of the founders of the Free From Food Awards, the UK's only awards dedicated to free from food and drink products and innovation. Now, in its 15th year, the distinctive yellow badge is coveted by producers and noticed by retailers and allergen aware consumers alike. But how did they come about? What are their aims? How do they help producers? And how has the free from landscape changed over those 15 years? Nice to see you guys. Morning.
1: Hi, morning.
0: Um, I guess the first question, Cressida, is How did the Free From Food Awards come about?
1: So the Free From Food Awards started in 2008 um, and they came about from uh, a grid, a tasting grid that we used to publish in a a magazine that we ran called Foods Matter. And um, the team used to go out and buy all the products we could find in a certain category like biscuits. And then we would bring them back, um, taste them with a group of discerning um, colleagues and then we would uh, critique them for Free From, um, their ingredients, their price, and we would list the availability and the cost and the nutritionals. And we would publish that in the center of the magazine. And uh, then that was when Free From was quite small and quite sort of there were, there were only a few products to be found. And then as more and more came on the market and more and more were available all over the country, it just became too much for our team to manage it ourselves. And so we started the awards and we got companies to send them in and it wasn't long at all before it became a commercial operation just by virtue of how fast it grew.
0: And what were you doing, before, I guess a question for both of you really, what were you doing before you started the awards? You said you were running the magazine. Is, was that was that the ideal training for running a, an, a, an award? Well, uh,
1: so, well, I, I before that I was working for a, a peace and conflict resolution charity uh, called Peace Direct, which is actually still going, which was obviously great training for absolutely anything. Um, but when I joined Foods Matter, which it which it then was, um, I was just managing the subscriptions for the
2: magazine and then very quickly took on the awards and
1: became the administrator for the awards. So,
2: yeah.
0: And how about you, Nikki?
2: Um, my background's retail. Um, so I spent over 15 years at Tesco in various different capacities, um, in commercial, um, spent a long time in beers, wines and spirits, where I started with the PR and then sort of role broadened into a greater marketing capacity. I then went on to work on a number of the customer plans, which are kind of the strategic business priorities at the time. And that led me into the brand team. I took over from Patricia Weiwei, managing Free From, ironically. And this is kind of indicative to how Free From at that time was perceived. I'd just returned from maternity leave. I'd been looking after a number of health brands. I had a desire, certainly short time, to work part-time. And it was like, oh, well, Patricia's moving on. And you know, Patricia, it'd be quite an easy, seamless handover. And, and free from, yeah, you can do that in part-time hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good plan. So from that point on, I kind of, you know, it wasn't just a job, it was a lot more than that. So my last 10 years actually at Tesco, I spent on Free From. Um, it set me up perfectly, really, for taking on board. I'd reached a point at Tesco where I wanted to diversify slightly Um, and I've been working with Cressida for many years um, as both an entrant and sponsor so I had a good grounding of the retail side and also you know the awards process.
0: And I guess you must have got to know a lot of producers and and so forth as well.
2: Yeah and it was really exciting because obviously you know yeah a lot of the brands but also I could be talking to you know a far wider audience as well.
0: How did you set up set about starting the award? Well, we already had,
1: we already had a database of, of manufacturers. So, and we also already had a template of um, for information gathering and we had a bank account and we had a business name. So we sort of, you know, put them all together and um it wasn't very difficult because the people wanted to shout about their products. So actually it was, people, things started flowing quite quickly. Um, and the first year we also, well, for a few years actually but from the very first year, we collaborated with Anthony Royal Thompson who at the time was one of the very few chefs who was incorporating free from um, into his restaurants and so the first presentation party was actually upstairs at the Notting Grill which I think is now closed Um, and then since that first year it's it's grown consistently about eight percent year on year even through Brexit and the pandemic which I think really um, uh, illustrates the the appetite for competition and you know having a party and celebrating and looking for that inclusivity and fun i think people people enjoy our awards because they are they're good fun and they are very collaborative
0: have you had sponsors from the start and has it been was it easy to get sponsors on board
1: um yes um yes we've had sponsors that have been with us from the very first year um other sponsors have come and gone um we've got you know a lot of new sponsors each year we talk to more people. Sometimes it's right and they jump in and they're really excited and sometimes they sort of think, actually, this isn't quite right for us right now. Uh, we do a lot of collaborations as well, which is which is really fun. So, you know, just one-off things now and again, which which might work or, or might not work. So we do like to play around with that a bit um, because there's a lot of noise to be made about Freeform and there's a lot of different ways about making that noise. Um, and for us, the, the awards, we have always abided by our central tenets, which are, the consumer is at the heart of the awards. The, the awards only exist because there are people who have allergies and intolerances to food and drink. Um, and although their industry was their consumer-facing, so they have to address the needs of the free from an allergic consumer. Um, which brings us to the obvious point, which are, the products entered have to be free from at least one of the top 14 major allergens. Um, we critique them on their clear and compliant labeling, and year on year we evolve that. You know as standards have had to become higher and higher and higher we have thus raised our our, our bar um, and then the almost the most important thing well actually one of the another thing is that they must be available nationwide although we've we've dropped that one slightly um, in with respect to the speciality category um, simply because m- most specialist foods are produced regionally or locally so we wait that's the first time we've done that for this year um, and then the most important thing is that they are blind judged except for categories like gifting where packaging is essential to be taken into account um, and the children's category whereby it for kids I mean for adults too but really for kids part of their enjoyment of a food is opening it and you know the packaging and, and maybe the design and all that sort of thing but they, they are they're all blind judged so all judges have no idea what product is in front of them they eat it they taste it they talk about it and at the end they will find out who's made it but that really allows for a level playing field so you can get Mrs. Bloggs' gluten-free biscuits, you know, uh, up against an uh, an MS biscuit and nobody knows. And that's we're really hot on that. That's something that's really important to us.
0: Yeah, it's a real it's a real opportunity for uh, to support you know smaller emerging businesses, isn't it? Yeah. Nikki, mm. what, what's the team like at uh, free from food awards?
2: Um small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lean, I think is the term. <laughs>
2: um yeah the core team is really really small um but incredibly and you'll hear this all the time but the dedication is there and i think as an industry free from kind of uh, really does have an awful lot of people in role that have a real um real desire to be there and they genuinely love what they do um so yeah our team is small we've tried expanding um And we're not afraid of trying different things. Um, But like so many small businesses, we've just found the best approach for us is flexibility. There's no way we can cover all the skills required within a core team. It's just not um, financially viable for us. Um, So we have a small core team um, and we lean on different skills at different times. So for us, we have a um, extended team of consultants and freelancers Um, that we work with on different aspects of the business. Um, And for us, that just ensures we can best meet the needs of the business at any given time. Um, So, you know, great deal of adaptability, great deal of resilience, um, but huge level of commitment within the team. um, And just ensuring that our expectations are realistic, um, which engenders a really positive culture within the team.
0: So, and presumably, because there's, there's two awards at the moment, isn't there? There's the Christmas ones and the main ones. So you, whilst whilst you aren't necessarily in the public eye all year round, I guess you're still busy doing other things and
2: supporting yeah. producers, that kind of thing? Yeah. And, I mean, anyone in the industry knows that Christmas starts, you know, in the summer, if not, well, you know, in terms of development well before that, you know, it's at least a 52-week lead time. So, yeah, it's a constant cycle. Excellent.
0: Look at, looking back over the 15 years, how would you say, the? I mean, you've touched on it already a little bit, but how has the free-from landscape changed and evolved?
2: I mean, absolutely tremendous. I mean, I don't think there's any way now. I mean, when I left my um, role at Tesco, you know, it was a full-time position that went, you know, so there's a huge amount of change. and um, Tremendous growth, which is illustrated in our metrics. Um, and that's the upward trajectory of both not only the number of products that entered, but the number of brands. Um and it's really pleasing that, you know, continually we're seeing a, the sort of same kind of level year on year of small and large, that really nice good mix. Um, it's not like the market landscape is dominated by, you know, the big retail brands. Um Ranges have increased beyond all recognition, um, addressing the vast majority now of occasion needs. You would be hard pushed for certainly gluten, milk, egg, not to be able to find something that pretty much meets every occasion need. Now, obviously, some are stronger than others. Um, certainly in ambient, all of that covered. We're certainly seeing more categories um, jumping on board, and the inclusivity has been has increased tenfold i mean i think the launch of our christmas awards is testament to that in that six six years ago you know it, um there was no way you could have a standalone cycle for christmas you know um producers were wanting to enter christmas products and we'd have maybe in the main awards you know a handful of brands wanting to enter a christmas product um and that was it um whereas now you know they're a huge you only have to look you know the different varieties of mince pies are now available in free from for argument's sake so yeah it's changed beyond all recognition
0: and at, at the beginning was it more small producers or of the supermarkets been on board since the start
2: there were small producers yes um but certainly and maybe I'm a little bit biased coming from the retail background, but it certainly felt for me, the free from landscape, and Creston might have a different view, but led the charge. So um, I think there's some debate over who went first with own label free from whether it was Sainsbury's or Tesco, but Tesco launched in 2003. Sainsbury's claimed to have own label launched in 2002. So around about, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and they've continued to evolve the offer. Brands have done the same. Um, And I think there was that almost the Eureka moment was that understanding of the loyalty of that free from consumer. Um, So it's a niche range, but that loyalty is something that you can't. And with the launch of all the, you know, club card and other loyalty cards, you know, loyalty became a big, big player in the retail market. So it's a metric and a language that's, um, you know, commercially was really understood um, so that was a really, really fundamental point, I think. Um, and the free from consumer really does trust the retailer and large retail brands because they they know, not necessarily, you know, to the nth degree, the effort that goes into developing them, you know, um, ensuring the product's safety, but they know that a brand would not compromise, you know, the likes of, you know, Asda and Sainsbury's of this world are not going to put a product on shelf that isn't safe. So there's an inherent trust. And I think within food service, um Natasha's law um, has brought around a much needed focus and has been a tremendous force for change within the food service industry.
0: So you see so you're getting entries from you know for products that are aimed at food service retail, direct to consumers across across the board.
2: We have a bespoke food service category. We did have that in the awards historically. It was dormant for a little while, obviously with Covid and it just wasn't a priority from a development perspective. Um, But we reintroduced it two years ago, I think. Um, So for 2024, this will be its kind of third consecutive year back. And certainly in this year's awards, it was a really interesting category. And we open it not only to products that are currently available, but also to um, entrants who have a have a finished product that they all you know think is suitable and they would be keen to pursue distribution to the food service
0: and one of the things from reading the website apart from the awards what else does the organization do in terms of um you know supporting producers
1: one of the um, one of the key things that we have is the most brilliant feedback pack um so it has insights from the judges about the specific product that has been entered as insights on the category like if it's a biscuit, the biscuits category and free from, and then it has insights on a wider free from community, wider free from offer, uh, which is, you know, that is incredibly valuable resource. And we've had people who enter year on year, having taken that feedback on board, uh, evolve their product and come back to market. And so it, that we really love that. And our, our entrants really value that. Um, we support, we, we let all of our um, entrants know that we are here to answer any questions they have, whether they're specific to the awards or the wider Free From world. Um, we often have people asking us industry questions or if people want to sell their businesses, they ask us for referrals or if they're looking for a, a Free From factory or, or something like that to manufacture for them. So we, you know, we will, it's more the small producers that come to us because obviously the bigger ones have their own teams to do the sort of research. but. We also find that some of the language around, particularly the legislation on free farm and allergen labelling, is, is quite complicated and a bit misleading. So we do have a lot of quite in-depth conversations, quite serious conversations with small producers. So they do know we're always here to help wherever we can. Um, and we, we show up to conferences and shows, trade shows, consumer shows. Um, sometimes if we have the resources, we would take uh, winners with us and, and showcase them to, to the consumers or the, or the trade shows if we can. Um, so yeah, we're always open to any any suggestions about how we can support the entrants.
0: Brilliant. So people should people should lean on you for that, I guess. Yeah. And what's I mean, I, I noticed the the awards open on the third of January. Yeah. What's the process for people wanting to enter?
1: So uh, entry is all online. Um, it's it's we hope it's quite straightforward. We we try to evolve our entry instructions every year, and we have guidelines um that people can read through. But essentially, it's all online. We've got about fifteen mandatory questions which we, which we have to have answered, and then we've got some um, some ones that are voluntary to enter answer if you want, like you know how sustainable your product is, or how um, who the who the target audience is, or what evolutions you've done, how long it's been on the market, that sort of thing. Um, and then you submit, you pay your entry fee, and um, then you have instructions about where and when to send your samples, um, and then we take it from there.
0: Is it is it possible to sum up what's what really what you're looking for? In, in products, you know, this is a this is a particular thing you want to see represented?
2: Um it's quite diverse and it's like everything. It's not quite as straightforward as one may think. So I guess I wanted to start by saying it's not a simple first, second, and third within the awards. Um so the breadth of entries we receive can vary hugely. Um and you know with it because of that there are products that shine you know within their own rights and it just wouldn't be fair to say you know that that one stands head and shoulders above this particular one because of the breadth of entries that we would receive so basically if the product is medal worthy it will receive a medal so there's no cap on medals and I think you know that's such a positive story for us you know this year we've had more gold medal winners than ever before in the awards um which is indicative of the investment that's, that's been put into, you know, new product development. We basically, we're looking for, we, it, it's more complex than, say, the Great Taste Awards, because quality is one individual aspect. Um, we're looking for products that fill a gap in the market or meet a genuine occasion need, display an innovative use of ingredients that remove unnecessary allergens, clear labelling. Because um, part of the entry form captures, obviously, you know how the products are labelled. Our judges are also looking at the, of you know, typical tasting things: the visual, the aroma, um, how the product aligns with the um, expectation, flavour, texture, and all of this is considered within the context of free from. Um, Because what may be a very simple product to produce in main category within the free from and with the manufacturing restrictions and so forth, it can be really quite complex. Um, So it's quite interesting, you know, within if you look back at some of our innovation winners over the past five, six, seven years, you know, you will see products like um, Tesco free from chicken Kiev winning in innovation. But genuinely, that was really innovative to be able to deliver a gluten and milk free chicken kiev and it's a product that consumers really really talk about um um so and finally scalar production is another consideration so all of our sessions are moderated by either cressida or myself or occasionally we'll have a guest chair who's got a real in-depth knowledge of that particular category um and that's the kinds of context that we can provide at the end towards the end of the session so every product is judged blind feedback is recorded you know once that happens there is you know we encourage some conversation and then at the end of the session there's a far bigger um conversation because the diversity of our judges they all bring something different to the table as well and that's a really fundamental point for us as well
0: who who are the judges what sort of people are they
2: if they've completed their judging profile they are um available on our website Um, but we have a large pool of expert judges from all spheres of the food and drink sector. Um, and I think that's a real key point for us that these have been this these panels have been curated over the past 16 years. Um, so there is a huge pool of experience there from manufacturers and developers to nutritionists, super tasters, and free from consumers as well. Um, so and we for each judging category, we will carefully consider the judges that we invite to ensure that we've got every kind of aspect covered. And then we have a remote pool as well. So we may have for argument's sake, you know, um, these judges are tagged as kind of FODMAP specialists, you know, and they may not they may not be best suited to judge say the grocery category, but we may have had one condiment entry that is, you know, really aiming at the FODMAP market. So, you know, we will revert to them with specific queries. So I think that's why our judging process is so complex because we take great pride in ensuring every aspect of every product is considered fairly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we strongly value quality fairness throughout our whole process. Um, And our judging process is, you know, robust, but adaptable for the you
0: know, the producers that enter and win what, what do they typically get from 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 that
1: um well use of our logo is free so they don't have to pay thousands or hundreds of pounds to use it which is great and the logo resonates with free from consumers it is a trusted mark of quality and it can differentiate one brand from another uh, or product from another apart from the sense of fantastic achievement um and the comprehensive feedback cap- pack we we do encourage our entrance to sort of join the community whether that's you know on social media or, or connecting with each other I mean entering any awards will you know enhance your credibility it will help you stand out from the competition it will it will give you that sort of uh, morale boost uh, as a recognition for all the hard work you've put in to develop and then that obviously uh, motivates producers uh, networking opportunities so yeah joining the community is is important um, it's obviously great for PR and marketing, attracting investment, and also um, the, where the feedback packs come in for continuous improvement of the products. You know, there—I mean, there are products which have remained unchanged and been very successful for years. We all know those, but mostly products do require continuous improvement, especially in a world where ingredients change and you know, go in and out of fashion and that sort of thing. Um, and then I think most importantly, from from the the perspective of the free form allergic consumer, people who win gain the trust of those consumers so and that's that's really important and it's it's quite a difficult thing to understand unless you are in contact with the allergic community um it's a life or death situation getting the wrong food um and you know we take that incredibly seriously and we work extremely hard to make sure our awards reflect those needs of the free from allergic consumer um and and if it's not you know if, it, if it's not dangerous in terms of fatalities it's eating the wrong thing can knock you out for for days if not weeks um, people with celiac disease are really effect- badly affected by contamination um so there's a lot to be gained by by entering not not winning necessarily but entering for sure and obviously the wins are wonderful and amazing and we have a fantastic party at the end of the year for the main awards um which is which is brilliant and everyone loves it what
0: would you say sort of the, are the biggest achievements of the awards over the over the time you've been running
1: well, it's, I mean, it's really hard to say how much our awards have contributed to the improvement in quality of Free From products or the improvement in labelling or, or you know, making them become well-known, but we do pride ourselves on the fact that we have drawn attention, posit, really positive attention to the quality and excellence of Free From products, um, whether they enter our awards or not, actually, you know, yes, we need to have entrants and we love the entrance and it's fantastic, but we are here to support Free From, we are here to support the allergic consumer. I keep saying um and celebrating the companies that are making a difference with their safe and delicious foods is, is one of our most important most important achievements I think
0: I I'm, I'm sure like a, a, like most parents you don't have favorites but are there particular winners that or that you're particularly proud of or made a di- think have made a difference?
1: Oh I think that's a really hard one. I think it's for, for me it's the small guys who I, I couldn't say any favorites particularly. I mean I have my favorites. I'm a great cheese fanatic so I love all the free from cheeses um but it's it's seeing the development of the small the small people and that's that is really amazing. And you know I suppose someone like borough 22 who has been making um top 40 almost top top 13 free donuts, um, for for 10 years and you know then and he's been entering our awards for years and then finally he wins product of the year which is the biggest the most coveted the top line award and it's I mean that is when you know I just melt and I just feel so happy that that achievement's been reached because you know th- although there are awards and we run them we don't decide who wins it's the judges who decide who wins so that for us that's you know we're almost on the side of the entrance because we don't really know who's going to come out top at the end of it
2: And certainly from my point of view, coming from the retailer background, I naturally get excited um, when we see great new own label entries coming through. Um, I guess for me, this is twofold. Firstly, I know firsthand just what has gone into bringing that product to market. And it's so much more complex than, you know, the vast majority of consumers, you know, would understand. You know, the insights team, the brand teams that translate these, you know, that then goes to development briefs. Um, it's just ensuring the right development resources there it's then you know onboarding um, supplier partners um, you know getting all the due diligence done through technical teams and audits and so forth Um, and then you know making sure everything stacks up commercially where the space is going to come from Um, the whole end-to-end process is is timely and really really complex and being a smaller more niche brand in a huge organization you have to fight for everything and then on the flip side I know just what a difference those type of products will make to the end consumer because it's ensuring the products remain accessible to all and that's what the big retailers do they have the scale um and they're able to do that um and it's just those moments, you know, at Tesco, when we launched Free From Scampi, you know, having consumers at a show come crying because they hadn't tasted scampi since they'd been diagnosed. You know, when we first launched a Cornetto equivalent, you know, all those and those moments have really, really stayed with me. But
0: well, what do you see coming up in the in the Free From space? Are there, are, there, are there gaps or innovations that are coming along or gaps that are going to be filled?
2: I would say sort of you know 12 months ago or 18 months ago it was all veganism and there was a definite um switch from free from in terms of development resource and budgets and space install um free from space was being eroded and this year somebody switched definitely um cost of living crisis is putting a huge pressure on free from food industry and you know that's not going anywhere you know inflation is going to continue eating into you know consumer spending consumers can be put off by higher prices there's an acceptance a reluctant acceptance that you're paying more for gluten-free um but you know this does this does impact dabblers and the lifestylers Um, Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it forces brands to really focus on their core target audience, which is the free from consumer. You know, that is the heartland and it should be of everything they're doing. What we are seeing, and this is coming through, is obviously, you know, the the squeeze is hitting more middle and high income families. We've seen a Mintel actually in their 2023 market report talk about how households prioritize kind of treating when money gets tight the idea of a little treat is a really big thing and food is for many an accessible way to kind of deliver that so indulgent food options and certainly the sort of more premium dining in at home a number of leading brands have credit, um have really credited their success over the past 12 months to innovation and there's definitely been a renewed focus on that, be that new products, be rebranding. And it's a bit of a catalyst, you know, a couple of leading brands do it, another few do it. So I, I think it's going to be an exciting time for existing brands to kind of reevaluate. evaluate um, And I think there is quite a lot of MPD in the pipeline. I also think merchandising will be a really interesting um, area going forward. So for free from there has always been a debate around how do you merchandise free from? Is it a destination? And as many other ranges kind of got evolved and reintegrated into main category, free from retained its you know destination. Some years ago, Morrison's in a number of stores bought free from together with all their temperature regimes. So you had your ambient grocery, you had your frozen and your chilled all together. m and has started to do this now in their concept stores and as part of their rollout program. And Sainsbury's have just recently launched that in a number of concepts. Well, not necessarily concepts, but a number, a small number of trial stores. Um, So merchandising is well and truly on the map. Um, It gets an awful lot of positive feedback from consumers. um, And it certainly prompts a reappraisal of, you know, a retailer or a brand's commitment to Free From. So I think that's going to be quite interesting over the next 12 months.
0: Uh, have you got time for a couple of questions? Yeah. Sally asks, uh, what are your top three Free From brands this year? Well, I mean, mm. so the, the
1: winners of the, the top awards, Borrow22, they're pretty up and coming, um, still very small.
2: In the awards one that really, I mean, we had so many categories. We've got, you know, 30 odd categories um one that really stood out for, for me was and it's a tiny tiny brand was the doorstep baker who did nut and sesame free sourdough so it wasn't gluten or wheat free but you know it was it is so difficult to get real you know real bread that is nut and sesame safe so That one really, really stood out for me.
0: What's next for the Free From Food Awards?
2: We've got a few new
1: things this year. So uh, the Sustainability Award, which we developed with Sustainable Kitchen Consultants, which is essentially um, an an extra entry um, and you will be assessed on your sustainable practices and given some sort of advisories and then you will will basically be given a score and that'll be fantastic. You'll be able to use a logo if if you reach a top score. Um, we are for the first time we've created a logo for the Drink Awards. We have we've had a, a Drink Awards ever since we introduced gluten free beer category in about two thousand nine or ten. Um, but this year, the winners of the Drink Awards will have their own free from Drink Awards cafe, uh, logo, which is really exciting. Um, we've got the return of uh, food to go. So we've got our grab and go category, which has come back um, due to popular demand.
2: We've evolved the we had we've had a gifting category for the last few years. Um, And now that we have an Easter awards as part of the main awards, one of our categories is Easter, Um, but we just shift that. That kind of is what we start with in 2024, obviously, because of the timelines Um, and with Christmas. You know, we wanted gifting was to promote the kind of all year round offer. But we've evolved that based on entrant and consumer feedback that's recognising more of the celebratory occasion because consumers do tell us how they struggle outside of the seasonal windows. The Christmas is incredible, you know, that you can even get a reasonable array of party food now. Um, but when it comes to all year round, you know, the food are having to stockpile at Christmas to keep them going throughout the year. So we just want to kind of bring that to the forefront of, you know, what does this all-year-round offer look like and, you know, what options are there?
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, If you want to uh, find out more about the Free From Food Awards and enter, you can do that at www.freefromfoodawards.co.uk. If you want to listen to uh, previous episodes of the podcast, you can do that at www.froghop.co.uk forward slash podcast. Uh, or search for Food Founders Interviews wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back in December with Lucy from Cloudy and Finn. Uh, and you can register for that at www.proghop.co.uk forward slash kitchen. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Nikki. Really, really interesting conversation. Thank
1: thanks for having us. Thank you. Take care.
0: Cheers.